Okay, Jared, I want to know first off, do you drink anything besides water ever these days, <laughs> uh, or are you just water only? Well, I, uh, yeah, I don't really uh, have two speeds when drinking, you know? I, I've, okay, I, so you I, I drink on the weekend and I swing for the fence, and on the, week, okay, on the weekdays okay. I drink water. Fair. <laughs> fair. That's yeah, fair. Good plan, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Jared Allen uh, with Ogden Twilight, uh, alleged, alleged uh, bars in town, and mother, uh, among, among other things, yeah. allegedly, yeah. yeah. Derek Williamson, Ogden Amphitheater coordinator still? It's kind of expanding to be included in it. Uh, my role's expanding to maybe one day be a venue coordinator. We're adding oh, the Dump okay. Plaza to our roster right okay. now. Okay. So You get a pay raise for that? Or? It's a negotiation. It's a negotiation. <laughs> All right. We'll help you with that. That was a big fact. <laughs> nope. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brandy Bosworth, Ogden Nature Center. Earth Days is this weekend, which is very cool. Um Jared, on Ogden Twilight, is this so you you like to venture down in Southern Utah? You just got back from Southern Utah. Yep. Uh, by the way, you, your child is is youngish, but old enough to. Do you get nervous with your kid down there? Because there's some dead like don't mess up places. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I I double back as I get through an obstacle and make sure he's coming through it okay for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's scary, but I think it's good to get out there and live. So. Do you, you do canyoneering or what's your quasi? Go-to? We're, we're quasi. not we're not okay. like we're not harnessed up or using ropes or anything. It's like okay. mild bouldering problems, you know. Okay, what place have you not hit down there that you want to go explore? Well, I mean, there's a like I haven't. So we just did the subway this last weekend, but we did it bottom up. You can't do top down right now due to water. Water or stuff okay. like that. But um, actually, in a couple of weeks, once some more snow melts, we're going to try and do the Zion Traverse, which is like 37 miles in one day. It'll, it'll take a lot of running. That's a stuff. lot of miles. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're basically going to be running yeah. most of it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've always got a project going, but that's the current one as soon as the snow melts enough. So, is that what, is that what keeps you sane or what's Yeah, the, yeah. Okay. Probably, yeah. Because it's, it's what makes you crazy. It, no, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a good uh, stress reliever to just go out and break yourself physically against things that are hard and. You know, when you're frustrated with the world or a work project instead of like... Wait, you get frustrated? Out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> quite, quite regularly. But, but rather than like lashing out and saying something dumb that you can't take back or something, just go run and sweat it out. And it's just a more like, I don't know, positive means of, you know, getting rid of that stress. Brandon, take note. Mm-hmm. I'm tra- I need to. You're just a total asshole. <laughs> you want to go for a run, Brandon? Yeah, yeah let's I go. I think that you yeah. can... Let's go. Yeah. Oh. Todd's trying to tell me something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're... Are you are you done with your job as far as Ogden Twilight goes for this season? Because everything's booked right now, or what, what else do you have to do? So um, at this point, all of our headliners are booked, but we've still got to uh, work with some of our special guests and local spotlight artists in terms of the booking side of things. We're still working with sponsors and and some promotional side of stuff, but uh, but yeah. So as far as like the creative curation side of things most of the work is done and okay. then and then we'll shift gears and it gets more into production and that's where Derek and our, our friends at SNS kind of take over and do the heavy lifting we'll get to Derek in the last two minutes yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> if we have time <laughs> if we have time it's a negotiation <laughs> it's in the <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so just Derek, I'm the funny one on the show. All right, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll send the uh, quit, quit stealing Todd's thunder, <laughs> Derek. Good stuff today. Uh, okay, we're selling out though. Um, so we've got, I think, season tickets. This says sold out on yeah, online. Yep, Is yep, that right? Yeah, season tickets okay. are sold out, and four of the ten shows are sold out. Uh, VIPs sold out to all ten shows. I imagine all ten shows will sell out completely, but uh, I mean. I think uh, Cascade's getting pretty close. Sylvanesso's getting pretty close. Flaming Whips is doing well. We still got to add 
uh, special guest to Sylvanesso and Flaming Lips. And I think when we do that, those will likely get pushed over the top, you know. Okay, so the lineup is spectacular. You just you probably make millions of dollars on this, and that's why you do it, right? Yeah, clearly. You, 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 would, you would not believe, you know, how much you make on ten dollar, fifteen dollar tickets. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, those types of bookings. No, mm-hmm. no, we we started out uh, just completely. The whole goal of the series was, uh, you know, it, Christy McBride and I were sitting on the roof of Alleged one night, and you know, just talking about how rad the Salt Lake concerts, uh, Twilight mm. concert series was. And I was like, why isn't there anything like this in Ogden? And, and they were doing Ju- July and August at that point. And we're like, well, let's do Thursdays in June. Yeah. And that's kind of where we started. And uh, it was $5 tickets. And the whole goal was, you know, all these people are kind of talking trash on Ogden, but like it's clear they haven't been here and seen how much it's changed. And it's like, hey, let's have these like cheap or affordable concerts anyway that include your your transit up here and let them come up and see just how awesome Ogden really is. And and the concerts and the artists were more or less the bait to kind of help us change the perception of our, you know, of Ogden within the state of Utah, mm-hmm. you know? What year is this for you? Uh, uh, for, of the series? Yeah. I think this is our eighth year of artists. It would be our ninth if not for the COVID season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are, you, are you getting tired or are you still as pumped as you were when you first started? Well, I mean... Because it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is a lot of work, but it's it's such a, a like a passion project. There's, like, I mean, I can't think of anyone out there who would get tired of chasing their favorite artists. And mm. and it's like, not. I mean, you, you want to you lose your shit just to go see your favorite artists, let alone to bring them to town and yeah. maybe get to meet them and 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 see your community fall in love with that artist as well. And um, and you kind of you share that thing that you're passionate about. So. Um, the the energy is always there for for that side of thing. I mean, I can't imagine ever getting tired of it. Honestly, and, and you just like take classes to learn how to book musicians, you know? And then... No, no. I mean, no, it was totally <laughs> trial by fire. Like when we started, we actually tried to hand it off. I I sent an email to Casey Jarman, who had been booking the Salt Lake series, and and I didn't get a response because he had just in some capacity, whatever his his relationship there with the Salt Lake series had ended that year, and so I tried to reach out to him. Didn't get in touch. And then I reached out to Will Sartain, who we work with now, and uh, asked him to book it. And he's like, yeah, good luck, buddy. Oh, um, wow. And then I, and I'm like, well, I guess I'll, I'll figure it out. And, and fortunately, uh, uh, one uh, booking agent in particular that I, I reached out to uh, just was super cool. And he's like, you know, don't say this, do that. Don't, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, w- really helped kind of coach me through the process. And then at the end of the season, and, and I, I, I'm still really proud of our first year's lineup. It, it's, it's, it may not be like as popular, you know, as some of the others, but if you go back and listen to that playlist or look at those artists, it was a, a really eclectic and really a strong year for what it was our first year. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, I, I convinced Will Sartain, good friend, and uh, again, works on the series now, <clears throat> if I could take him out to lunch at the end of the series and just kind of, if he could tell me what I did right, what I did wrong, and I was just kind of breaking it down and... Uh, I was telling him, and I, I definitely made a lot of mistakes that year, which he was just, you know, in tears laughing a few times about. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think that whole process kind of endeared him to the series or, or us, uh, that we were just kind of flying by the seat of our pants, but made it work. Yeah. And uh, and then he kind of came on behind the scenes uh, the subsequent years, and he would just be BCC'd on emails, and he's like, no, don't say that, say this. And, and oh, cool. oh you know, I know this guy, I bet you could get it for this. Or mm. Lyric really just kind of had, like, a coach, you know, in your ear the whole time telling you what to do, which uh, 
was super helpful. I think there's there's nothing more bonding than the critique being just laughing. Yeah, yeah. That's always yeah. a good, that's a good yeah, 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 sure. heading in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what's going I on. I can't believe so. you guys pulled it off. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're a moron. You know? Because <laughs> like, you know? your goal yeah. of winning over Salt Lake pretty much happened immediately. Yeah, no, for sure. Actually, from the beginning, we sell more tickets to Salt Lake County than we do to Weber County. What? Yeah, every year. Every, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that, that the train ride is is so crucial to that, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if Derek took over booking next year, what advice would you give him? <laughs> uh, I, 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 don't, I, don't know, I don't know that Danielle Monet can play 10 nights in a row. <laughs> Yeah, I, I told everybody I'd quit if my favorite artists came because I prefer to watch the shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. I think you're right about that exactly. Mm. That's so funny. Well, everyone, I'm sure, gives you, like, you should book this person, you should book this person. How do you fight that off? Do you ever listen to anyone's oh, requests? Oh, I, I definitely listen to, to input. Uh, but it's, it's so tricky. I don't think people realize it, it's like this really insane matchmaking that goes on. It's, mm. it's like, like, we're on one chunk of floating ice in a river and the band's on another chunk of ice in the river. And there's so many things moving mm. in between, like our tour is taking us this way and your venue's not open this day or like, and, and, and you, it's, it's really a miracle anytime you actually come together on one of these. Cause I, I, we're a small market and our budgets just don't compare to like a New York or LA or yeah. anywhere else. But if, if, if an artist has got a big gig at Red Rocks and then a big gig, at, you know, the Greek at Berkeley, it's like, well, wait a second. We're already on the road. We're passing through. Maybe we can pick something up. And and that's honestly what we do a lot of times is these artists are, and they've got three semis and two buses and how many artists in gear. It's they like, need a place to stay so yeah, for yeah. the night. And, well, yeah. well, I mean, they're spending 20, 30 grand a day in overhead, which mm -hmm. is all that equipment. Mm -hmm. And so maybe they're getting the, a huge paycheck at Red Rocks or a huge paycheck in California. But, uh, it, it, you know, and it takes years of conversations to get them up to the uh, speed on the idea of like, really, this is a $10, I mean, a $15 ticket, whatever. Yeah. Um, would you consider playing, playing for this? And there's, and if there's no other show in the market that can absorb them and pay them more than we can, and they're into the community vibe thing, like, yeah, let's, so you let's get do some it. by default sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Sometimes they come to us. Sometimes we go to them. More often than not, because we are so picky with the series, we're generally hunting everybody, and, and for years mm -hmm. at a time before we land them. You know, what's the max you can pay with this series? Uh, I don't know that I. Uh, it, it would depend on the ticket price. We could. Okay. I, I've got you know my white whale that I would like to you know try to land someday, but then but to. Def Leopard. No, that's okay. God. That's out of the bag. Um, no, uh, no, like uh, it, it really is. Like we'd have to change the ticket price incrementally to make it work. And is that and, something you thought about doing for like well, one night? Well, so we did. Uh, we started with five dollar tickets on the mm -hmm. season, and then we went to ten, then fifteen, and then I think this year we have three twenty dollar ticket shows. Mm -hmm. And last year we actually had two at twenty five dollar tickets. Um, Didn't even remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that that was that was loud. I mean, massive, you know, pop appeal. Not necessarily my typical wheelhouse, but it was such a, you know, part of the job is, you know, booking stuff that the community would like that will, f put, you know, fill seven thousand seats type of thing. So mm -hmm. that was uh, even though it wasn't necessarily my personal favorite. It would it would have been a dumb move not to take that booking, you know. Plus, well, so I'm sure you're taking into account too the. I think one of the best parts of let's say both Twilight series is the affordable nature of the tickets. Everybody can For go, sure. yeah. right? And so there's so many concerts that come through. 
I could list any of them, you know, that are coming through Red Butte or something that it's like, I would love to go, but I, I can't swing that. Yeah, you know? yeah. And the nice thing with the season ticket then is it's super affordable. You exactly. know? So even the $20 tickets are only $15 tickets or the $25 tickets last year were $15 tickets. Mm-hmm. And so without, uh, without giving prices, I've always had, you know, I've, I've been curious, especially these bands that you kind of try to recruit over a period of years. Do bands consider less because they love the area? Do they consider less because they're available at a certain time? I, I think it's almost entirely due to routing. If they're already, if they've got a big pay date, a big anchor date on either side of us, and they just they're routing through anyway, I think that, like we couldn't activate get a, a band that wasn't playing that wasn't already active to come see us for anything. Honestly, sure. it's just they're okay. already on tour, they're already routing, and they're in the area. We need routing software. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> to know which bands are going where, when that well, would make your booking. And and that's it. All comes down to just relationships, like talking yeah. to the booking agents, and again, talking years in advance. Like we hit them up, like sorry, they're not active this year, but all right, mm. they'll make a little note that all right, well, when they are active, this series is interested, and they'll reach back out to us, or we'll follow up with, with our kind of wish list every single year, and just kind of check in and see where they're at you know so flaming lips is now ogden every year yeah yeah that's crazy pretty wild it's so so nuts yeah like uh yeah feel very grateful for them coming here and putting on those shows and uh i i don't think there's a a live show i ever leave that i i'm not like more euphoric than that show you know yeah yeah very cool uh all right what are we missing todd so derek um, oh, <laughs> how many, how many of the performance have you seen? Like the, the glitter set list. Yet? Cause like Derek works every glitter, show. Yeah. How much glitter, how much confetti is that written into these contracts yet? Uh, it's always uh given with the flaming lips. Okay. So fair, we, fair. We, we've got that much prepared for, um, the rest of it is really preferred that I don't have to see a single <laughs> paper set of confetti in any capacity. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's in our contract too. No, it's not. Huh. <laughs> no, no, we're we're prepared to, you know, we have some preferences, but we're prepared to, you know, handle the shows as they come. And hopefully, despite all our preferences, we give a good experience to all the people that get to participate. So how's your staff? How's your team? Um, what's the kind of official relationship between the city and the concert series? Oh, that's above my pay grade. I don't really know. Oh, I, I would <laughs> say, I mean, A, I mean, it's an incredible venue. And that was one of the things that came to town. I, I, I think so often uh, the venue can make a difference between a great show or not. Like I, mm-hmm. I've gone to so many concerts that were essentially in like cinder block storage bays. It was, they're just not interesting. And, um, but it, to, on a nice warm summer night with a sloped lawn and this vined trellis and great sight lines everywhere. I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing venue. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it, I mean, and it seems like anywhere in there, it, it feels intimate and you've got a, a good view of the artists and, and the artists are connecting with the fans. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think the venue is a big part of what makes Ogden Twilight special. I'm excited about that answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing beats a summer night looking at some great stage performances, <laughs> hanging out with all your cool friends, eating some pizza or corn dogs, all that. It's all part of the experience, I think. Anything new in the amphitheater this year? Anything new to eat? Anything new to drink? Any any new staff positions? Uh, I drink a lot of water as well. I'll, I'll be honest; those days are really hard for me. Up, so, oh, okay. <laughs> I believe that about his. Family. Well, yeah. Are you? What are you going to do, Derek? For I mean, you're going to have a heavy August, and so how yes. are you going to, you know, train for that? 
Yeah, so um, um, our arts, culture, and events team just uh, did some hiring. We've we've attended a few hiring events and stuff like that, and we work with um, a largely seasonal staff to fill out our, you know, events team. And um, <laughs> the last few days, my team and I have been spending a lot of time in front of a spreadsheet, just kind of getting familiar. Like, do we have the the right budget to hire enough people to accomplish what we need to especially in august there are six shows as well as a handful of other community events and there's a lot of turnover for how quickly those events are you know following each other and there's so many different city services that we have to consider it's not just picking up the garbage it's also moving in the fencing and the bleachers and making sure the bathrooms are prepared and all the production that comes in and out and there's just a lot of coordination so knowing that we have the right staff on hand and trained well enough to accept all these changes and you know expectations is is imperative yeah well plus the bar is already set you guys do such an incredible job each year well thank you and and if you don't, we don't notice it. And so let's just, <laughs> so well, I'd just say that you do an incredible job. Well, you know, we do make our our team wear a uniform. There's a lot of different moving parts of different kinds of staff. So the Ogden Twilight series between the security, the production, uh, all of the vendors that bring in like their food trucks, uh, food trucks and uh, beverage sales and stuff like that. But then our um, actual city staff, we make wear uh, like a teal blue uniform. So if you see one of us drop something, you're going to notice. <laughs> <laughs> the jig is up. Yes, Jared. How do you how do you book your openers? <clears throat> With the special guests, it's kind of. Like first we get the headliners in and, and even with that we try to look at like what, what gaps do we have like sonically in the series like oh we need something more electronic or more folk or what, what haven't we covered and then I think when we get to the special guests we're doing some of that as well where like what gaps do we have in sound or what would you know add some diversity. Um, but also a lot of times if, as these artists are routed through, they have direct support on their entire tour. So, mm -hmm. um, say for example, like M83 and, uh, um, oh, Bon Iver, both are, are the artists that the special guests they're bringing with them. Mm -hmm. But in cases when the artists don't have it, then we get to go out and, and look for artists and we have to submit them to the headliner for approval. Okay. Yeah. So when it when it comes to say a, a local band, is there an avenue they can get to reach out to audition, or how does that work? The, the best thing to do is to email uh, email me. But more often than not, because we work with SNS and because they own so many venues in Salt Lake, whatnot, they're familiar with all the local bands and mm -hmm. who's hot locally right now. I mean, generally these artists are already playing Kilby Court pretty regularly and they know if they're selling it out or not. Mm -hmm. And so I honestly listen to a lot of input from uh, the SNS guys on, on who to go with for the locals. But um, another thing that's helpful is yeah, have, a, have a strong Spotify, have a strong YouTube, stuff where it's easy to send links to um, the headliners for approval. Because ultimately what we do is we'll take three, we'll submit it to the headliner for approval. Um, you generally want the sound to be somewhat like in, in harmony with the sound of the artist. Mm -hmm. Like they're not going to put a country sounding but artist. But not better than. No, definitely. Well, I mean, <laughs> honestly, they, that would probably be stoked more often than not. Honestly, yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing how often you'll see the headliners come out and watch the locals on stage. Yeah, like cool. they're, they love music too, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we had, I can't remember. I think it was uh, Portugal, the man sitting in the crowd watching the moss and just like going crazy. Uh. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't want to let the cat out of the bag. Something I'm working on this, for something okay. this year later. But uh, 
but yeah, I, I think just make sure you're, you're, you're easily presentable via a, a quick email, like send your best song, uh, like your best Spotify song. Another thing that really matters to these artists, especially the more complicated shows, like for like when we have the national come out, I mean, they have a hundred different inputs with all the different mics on oh. stage and what's going on. You think about that yeah. and like, all right, we got to have not only a special guest come through, but a local. And it's like, once they do their sound check, they don't want too many people walking through there, mm -hmm. pulling on things. It's like, they like, so a lot of times we have a hard time getting approval for locals if the stage setup is super complicated. But uh, one way to, to get around that is if it, it's a simple setup, it's one or two, three people, it's not a ton of inputs. Um, so yeah, sometimes it's about simplicity, sometimes it's about sound. It, it really just comes down to their preferences. Can you enjoy the night of the shows? Are you nervous or? Um, I. 100% enjoy the night of the show. Okay. See, that's, yeah, so I, yeah, yeah, so I, I, I work my butt off now. Derek, do you enjoy the night of the shows? <laughs> I love that you love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. No, no, I'm definitely like, once the showtime rolls around, I'm, I'm there as a fan. Hopefully Ooh. all things are delegated and I'm just singing my guts out and dancing and having a good time. Well, how cool is it to share it with, because you share it with your kids. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, my daughter loves music, has since the day she was born, and uh, she actually uh, plays guitar and drums and teaches voice lessons and teaches songwriting, and uh, yeah, she's... Does she, she ever say, do you know who my dad is? I, I don't think she does. Okay. I, I, no, no, she's she's such a, such a well-adjusted human being. Good. Uh, yeah, really, really chill, but uh, no, uh, yeah, she was the announcer from the beginning of the series, and it was like... Like I, I grew up in the arts. I, I'm, I'm an art, a visual artist versus like a musical artist. Don't have any skill there, but uh, so you know the art world or the the music world can seem a million miles away from Ogden, Utah. Like that's not a yeah. real career. It's not a viable path yeah. to an income. Yeah. And um, I think by bringing these people to town and letting them see that they're real, real, real individuals, not just these. I don't know, avatars on a stage. These, yeah. these are real people in real lives that you could, music could be your life. You could make this your income. You could follow your passion. Your I dream. love so, that you said that. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what, yeah. what, what we yeah. do with some of these uh, yeah. mural artists that we bring in and yeah, yeah. and that's able to interact with some of our local visual artists as well just to yeah. see what's possible. Yeah, it's yeah. That it's a real income. It's a real, yeah, yeah. yeah so, Is Isla yeah. saying, do you know who my dad is yet? Is your... <laughs> Yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah she yeah. drops that in the grocery store. It's weird. Yeah, all the, all the time. It's, I don't believe it. you at all. At all. So I have to ask you one last question. My uh, fav favorite uh, musician in that whole lineup is Beck. I've just been a fan of Beck since the beginning of time. And so take me through, you can be quickly, but how how did you make that happen? So that one is- This is, is a unique show. Yeah, yeah. This was It was really crazy because- um, there was one day, actually, I was working on the Windsor, just doing construction, and I got an email, and this was actually two, like two years ago, but uh, his his booking agent's name is Marlene, and uh, and I got an email, and she's like, um, I'm reaching out on behalf of Ogden Twilight, am I talking to the right person? This is for Beck. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you know? And I was I've like, holy God, like lost my shit instant, instantly, <laughs> got on the phone with Will, forwarded him the email, and he's like, holy crap. And so we were trying to piece it together, and uh, and, and it didn't work out that year. But again, it, 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 you start the dialogue, people get to know each other. And, uh, but then, yeah, I uh, had noticed that he was on uh, Arcade Fire's tour as Beck Acoustic. Uh, last year before they had all that controversy and then he pulled out it was no longer on the tour but then just in the back of the head that that thought stayed that oh beck acoustic that's a possibility that's a different type of booking that could maybe occur 
And then, uh, yeah, when they announced their, I can't remember, it's like some sort of everlasting summer. I don't remember the name of the tour, but it's Beck and Phoenix and I think Japanese Breakfast are uh, all going on tour this summer. And so it's a massive show. Um, but I saw that they're playing like Vegas on 8-12 and then Red Rocks on 8-15. So again, this is one of those scenarios where it's like massive show, massive show. Mm-hmm. We've got all this overhead and three days in between. I'm like, gosh, you know, is there any way we can pick this up? So we emailed Marlene and... And floated the idea past her and she shout was, out to marlene again yeah yeah she was <laughs> she, she was instantly receptive and uh and then took it to so there's so many tiers that's like there's the, the the booking agent and then there's the manager and then there's you know um but anyway uh everybody seemed super into the idea and they were telling us for weeks it was going to happen it was going to happen and, and it ended up taking about six weeks before it confirmed but uh and that's why we, we delayed on the announcement as long as we did is we were waiting on that one we're like we this is like such a big booking we don't want to give this up because it's either like you can set a deadline and like pull it out from i'm sorry you didn't commit in time we're writing it off for somewhere else uh but we just didn't want to let it go so we just you know and uh yeah lo and behold it, ca- it actually came back uh the night of my daughter's birthday it was uh march 18th we were at dinner at tona and i just checked my email and i was like ah you know just kind of lost oh. it and yeah we all kind of celebrated right there at dinner so i've had a chance to see him many times but the yeah. the one that stands out was an acoustic version you know of the show and it was just incredibly memorable and so that's yeah. just going to be a huge treat for was well, for everyone but particularly back fans so no same here i mean uh, sea change and morning phase are probably my favorite of his albums and you know but i like the information as well but those two again the more acoustic ones i just totally connect with so yeah excited for that Congratulations on Ogden Twilight and what you've been able to accomplish. Oh, thank you. It's a lot of work. Uh, it's yeah. a huge thing. When you when you look back, what's your proudest moment? Man, I don't know. It's just I, I, I the, the best part of it, honestly, is You're still kind of in it. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm in it. Well, it is yeah. being there in the moment at the shows and watching everyone singing along, watching somebody maybe in tears or people hugging or, and then the next day when I'm laying in bed and I'm, I'm going through all our tags on the Instagram stories and I'm just seeing everybody so happy having like the best time of their life and, and on and emotional and stuff like that. Like, that's it. That's that's the best part for sure. And then yeah. you could see Derek in the back of those pictures with just, the little just fuming. So, yeah. No, it, no, it, it, it's 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 cleaning the competitor. It's it's a leaf blower. They have the whole. They have they have a team of leaf blowers. <laughs> that's an industry secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leaf blower one, leaf blower five, uh, leaf blower. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gosh, that is funny. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, anything else did you want to hit on uh, before we move to Og Nature Center? Jared, about, about this year's season or anything? Because no, it's no, spread no. out against multiple dates. And so sure. we had, you had to get away from the whole every uh, Thursday deal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. No, no, that's it. Yep. We're covered. Yeah. About that. That was pretty good. Thanks, Jared. Yeah. 